Welcome back to our short season on prayer. This is our third episode. Today, I've got Ashley and Jason King and their son Noah sitting in the studio with me. Today, we're going to be talking primarily about how the consistency in your prayer life can impact the people around you, especially those in your family, and the things that it can do, not only in our lives, but in the lives of the people around us. So join us as we talk about prayer and being consistent. just really excited to have y'all in here today and I can't wait to see kind of how our conversation unfolds and uh, word of caution to the viewers we have Noah who's hanging out right outside so you may see him pop in and through the frame here and there but uh, this this is just this is life right this, this is, is life, yes. yeah uh, so Let's just kind of get a, a brief overview, introduce yourselves uh, to the people who may not know you. You're Ashley, you're Jason. Yes. And, and this is Noah. This is Noah. Uh-huh. So we're just so glad that y'all are here, uh, for one, but uh, just getting to know each of y'all has, has been really fun for me, and I would love to give y'all the opportunity to share some of your story and how prayer plays a role in your lives, in your marriage, in your family, and you know, in your kids' lives. Uh, I've had a couple of conversations with uh, Matthew, one of your sons, and he had actually some really interesting things to say about <laughs> prayer. I was pretty impressed. Yes. So you know, I'd say y'all are doing pretty good. <laughs> we definitely try to instill the word in them, mm -hmm. um, whether it be a devotion or um, the Bible app on the, their phones. Mm -hmm. We try to make them do the kids' devotion every morning, um, the weeks that they're with us, and just pray with them every night and, um, and then every morning. So mm -hmm. okay. and, and A lot of times when if, if I leave, um, I'll be on the road, I'll call, mm -hmm. put it on speakerphone, and I'll pray for them from, from, from the road. Yeah. And uh, we've seen that it's... By doing that, Noah has had a lot of struggles. Uh, mm -hmm. He's had a lot of struggles going to school, the drop-offs, and mm -hmm. here lately, um, we really have focused on praying for him and him individually. Yeah, he's having easier drop-offs. He's managing himself, you know, fairly well at school. Yeah, um, and I believe that he he can feel that you know that we're actually praying for him. He yeah. can, and he'll he'll pray with us. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's really changing him for the good. Um, yeah, that's awesome. He's a different boy over the last, since we started the, the praying for him directly. Mm -hmm. Well, Jason, you've got this, this book open on your lap here, and I am fascinated. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to have you just kind of hold that up so that the the camera in the middle can see because this thing is wicked cool and if you're only if you're only listening then uh i, I don't know describe it to me what is that it looks like a journal of some sort oh well i wanted the journal but uh -huh. 
my wife has all the girly journals and she has the the pretty glittery covers and that's what she should (laughs) and as a man it was hard for me to find something to journal in Uh and i i just a a notebook i just didn't just didn't like it well i come across this uh, i believe we found it on amazon it's got the old school looking pages it's got Mm -hmm. the leather uh, cover and it just feels rustic it feels more biblical to me yeah and i decided that the things that i put in here is going to be for whenever my kids get older mm-hmm. um they can see some of my prayers they can see some of the scriptures uh even some christian song lyrics that are, are very important to me mm-hmm. and hopefully one day they can open it and it would mean something to them yeah i mean it's really cool yeah. so if if you can get me before the end of this week the link to it, I may put that in the, the episode description because for all the guys out there who want something that's a little manlier than a standard standard journal, I mean, God says, don't be jealous, but I'm kind of digging on that thing right now. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy it. And mm-hmm. uh, it just, it, it feels more just special to me yeah than just a notebook so sure and and so it's important enough to you to to journal and so that's i'm going to assume has kind of become a part of you could say prayer life but really prayer and faith they're kind of all intertwined and so one doesn't go without the other right it's it's basically if i feel the spirit tell me something or if i feel something in a song a Mm -hmm. christian song or yeah, I'll make sure that I try to put it in this book yeah. so it can be remembered and mm-hmm. and hopefully one of the kids will open it one day and, and it means something to them too. Yeah. And that's one of the things in my small group that we've talked about mm-hmm. numerous times is get you a journal and just mm-hmm. start writing your prayers. Yeah. And, you know, when one gets answered, you know, write the date, highlight it. That way you can go back and just reflect on what all God has done mm-hmm. in your life. That's a really good idea. And I know it's uh, a real basic idea to do. You know, everybody will tell you to do that, but it really is such a good practical thing you can do to make sure that you're remembering the things that you're doing and the, the things that you're praying for. Well, well, I'll give you a kind of an example mm-hmm. of, of, you know, maybe some scriptures I wrote here lately. Um, you know, for instance, uh, always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, circumstances, for this is God's will for you to, who belong to Christ Jesus. First Thessalonians five sixteen through 18. Mm-hmm. Pray first that the Lord's message will spread rapidly and be honored wherever it goes. Second Thessalonians 3, 1 just love the scriptures I absolutely love and stand out to me the most at the time is what I, I try to well, write down. It really is uh, such a useful thing to be able to pull those out instead of, you know, having to go through and search through the entire Bible to find where was this, what was this, to so go ahead and write it down. If you have a, a tool like that, that as you're going through difficult times, you know, it's something that you can go back to. So share a little bit. You you talked about your small group and their encouragement to you. And I know for me, my small group has been an integral part in my development as a godly man, even though it's a a mixed couples group. And yours is a a woman's group, yeah? Woman's group, yes. Okay. And I know you've got some pretty influential people in that group. So, so talk about your experience with them and kind of how, you know, over the years they've helped you, I guess, 
develop and deepen your faith and your prayer life and all that? Well, I started with Miss Carolyn mm-hmm. doing a couple of um, Bible studies with her on some Sunday evening, me and Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And then um, then it was Stacy that was teaching on Wednesday nights. And mm-hmm. then it um, now it's Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And um, our groups would be rather small, but over the last couple of years, um, especially during the fall season, mm-hmm. it just um, gets bigger. And um, but I just they're all just such wonderful ladies. Mm-hmm. And I look at Miss Carolyn and Lindsay as a mentor. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's just important just to have that your tribe and group of people that you can lean on and just knowing that um they pray over you Mm -hmm. and even in my small group there's a select few of us that do like a group text and Mm -hmm. if there's something going on personal you know we'll send out a prayer request Mm -hmm. and it's it's just nice to have that Well, that, that you mentioned before we started recording, you mentioned that that sense of community yeah. that they give you, which is is vital because it's not just you know your your ability to have somebody praying for you, but you've got people that are praying with you, correct, in, throughout all of life's circumstances. Yes, and uh, I think that's something a facet of prayer that we haven't yet talked about in in these podcasts and it's having that group of people who are of one mind yes with you it's a powerful thing too Mm -hmm. um you know i'm in a small group i'm actually in a couple of small groups i've got one i go to on tuesday morning and Mm -hmm. then wednesday morning and the men there it doesn't matter if you call them at two o'clock in the morning or if you needed prayer at five o'clock in the morning, you're going to have somebody sit down and pray with you. Yeah. And it's what's even more powerful is when you have just a group of guys all just, just surround you and put their hands on you and pray. You can feel the presence mm-hmm. of God right there. And it, it's at times it's just life changing the mm-hmm. feeling. And it's, you know, that it's, it's going to work. You yeah. know that the prayer is going to be answered. And, mm-hmm. Um, that's what I like to see happen in, in, in more in the churches when somebody you know hits the altar it's not always about that they need something for themselves they may be praying for the church they may be praying for somebody else but mm-hmm. still yet I like to see more people just gather around them and just assist them with their prayer and lift mm-hmm. it, whatever's on their mind lift it up with them Yeah, and it's just to me the more people that are laying hands on that one prayer, it just seems like it's just that much more powerful. Yeah. Well, there is absolutely strength in numbers. I, I fully believe that, that when, and even in scripture, it says when two or more are gathered, yes. you know, I'm with you all also. Um, I probably misquoted that. I'm really good at misquoting scripture. <laughs> as long as I get the, the gist of it right. Uh, but I think we start adding those numbers and... I think God honors that if we are collectively seeking uh, his face and his will and trying to figure out what it is, God, that what do you want to do and how can we join that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, 
You know, I, Doug this past week in his message said the whole thing about God always answers prayers. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, sometimes it's wait. Uh, but yeah, you know, having that group of people all come together yeah. has got to be one of the most powerful elements of prayer. It is, and the, and, and the other amazing part is, you know, you, if you send out a group message to you, to one of your small groups to say, hey, I'm, I'm really having a bad day, and there's been times I've had horrible days, I didn't feel like it could get any worse, mm -hmm. and I send a message out, hey guys, I need prayer over this, mm -hmm. and it's just, you can feel that instant sigh of relief, you know that it's working, because you know that they tell you they're going to pray, they're praying, they're mm -hmm. not just telling you they are. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you could call and give them a praise report and say, hey, you know, this, this, this got answered. This is what just happened. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, one of the guys is, would call me and say, hey, you'll never believe this. You know, I was actually just pulled over on the side of the interstate on an on, on, on ramp mm -hmm. praying for you whenever I got that text. Hmm. It's, it's amazing how that works. We can't always explain why the Holy Spirit does what it does, right? That's right. Let's talk a little bit uh, more, I guess, about your your kids and your family because you know we've kind of jumping all over the place here. You mentioned you know, how you would call in and pray, and how do you see in them at their young age their their lives kind of being shaped by the, the habits of prayer that y'all are forming in them? You know, being a blended family. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one week they're with us, and then the other week they're with the other parent. Mm -hmm. And both of those parents um, attend Temple Baptist. Mm -hmm. So they get a little bit of both, you know, the teachings Baptist and then mm -hmm. the teachings here as a Methodist. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, I mean, I could see a, a change in just um, all of our kids um, grew up attending a Christian school mm -hmm. up until a couple of years ago. Yeah. And just every week they were having to learn, memorize a new scripture. And, mm -hmm. you know, they still like to be kids too. So sure. it's, you know, sometimes what we want, it's just. Sometimes they can really push us. Yeah. And then, you know, it's. It's what kids do. It's what they do. They really push us sometimes. <laughs> and, and, you know, and sometimes we had to just sit back and just pray for them and, and, and hope they have better days and hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, they can have a, you know, a better attitude and, and, and when we pray with them, it, it, it seems like it brings everybody closer together as a family. Mm -hmm. Well, I imagine it creates that sense of unity. Yes. And I, I know for a fact in my family, and I think I've mentioned this before, but the one thing we do every night is we all go to, one of the kids' rooms, and we we all let's say prayers together, you know, before going to bed. And I loved how you know Haley mentioned that yesterday. You know, mm -hmm. kids can't come to church and learn in like two hours. You know, parents have to step in, mm -hmm. and I just think that's very important too. And we do say the blessing before we eat mm -hmm. every meal, and just I mean, it's just important for us and. Um, we always sit down to eat together as a family as well. Yeah. We don't let them eat in separate rooms. And yeah. and most of the time, the kids take over the blessing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. You know, I, I think the blessing is uh, it's probably one of the most accessible family prayers that we have. And it, it just, it's that habit-forming thing. 
you know, that's something that my parents taught me and I handed it down to my kids. And it sounds like, you know, y'all are doing kind of the same thing, making sure that, you know, we're recognizing one, it's the habit, which is good. But two, it is just obviously recognizing that, you know, things that we get that are good, we, we're going to thank God for them. And, you know, I guess one of the struggles would be with the kids is, is sometimes we do allow ourselves to get so busy with mm-hmm. extracurricular activities, school, and some, you know, for kids that trying to get homework, trying to get baths. And, you know, say we do go, you know, a couple of days without prayer. Well, we, we try not to make that a habit mm-hmm. because if you allow that to continue, well, then you'll spiral away from mm-hmm. prayer. So we have to stop ourselves sometimes. And me and her will talk. It's like, look, we got to get back to praying with the kids. Mm-hmm. We have to make that conscious decision to, you know, to, to realize we're not doing it and, and start it over because it's any kind of distraction can steer you clear one night and then another distraction the, the next night. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's the being diligent and, and getting back on track. It's the, I think it's the key to making sure that you're constantly trying to live a prayer life. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is you're not perfect. No, we're not, we're not perfect by no means. <laughs> so that's, to me, I've always found encouragement in, in people who are able to admit that they're not perfect, you know, because I'm not perfect. Uh, and we, we live in this Instagram beautiful world where, you know, everybody's always putting their best face forward. But... You, you know, know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah, and, and so knowing that, hey, it you don't have to be, you know, uh, this model Christian to to be able to influence somebody in a good way. You know, uh, in, in reality, everybody has their struggles. Mm-hmm. Everybody falls short. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is we we stay on task and we and we. We turn back to God. Yeah. Everybody uh-huh. falls short, but we always have to turn back to God. Mm-hmm. That's, it's just, it's just what we need to do. Yeah. We both had the opportunity to attend retreats this earlier this year. And I've always been, you know, pretty faithful in my prayer. Like every morning, as soon as I get out of bed, I go and have my quiet time. Mm-hmm. Some mornings it may not happen, but just attending that retreat earlier this year just was a, big like change in my life just Mm -hmm. seeing other women go through things similar to what you're going through and just seeing everybody pray together just was on a high that whole weekend Mm -hmm. you know and he got to experience it the men's one about a month after okay i got it done and that completely changed my life as well um Mm -hmm. to be honest with you i had struggles you know trusting people and, mm-hmm. and, and, and that really taught me that there's actually people out there that actually truly love God. Mm-hmm. There's people out there that are actually truly concerned for your salvation. Mm-hmm. There is true faithful people. And realizing that and realizing that there's nobody absolutely perfect, mm-hmm. it really changed my whole life in, in 360. Um, I was able to you know, let some stuff go internally yeah, and and that just gave me the boost that I needed to really focus on moving forward and and, and doing all I can do to to, mm-hmm. to get the word in me. Yeah, because I had that block. Mm-hmm. And well, it's it's interesting that you use the, the term block because uh, it's in in something very not even remotely 
church related. Uh, but that's that's a term that I've heard used when you're you're trying to work on you know for for me it's you know a, a fledgling little photography business that I'm trying to start and one of the the people that I listen to she she talks about blocks and it's like you might think that it's this but no you have a block here you know once you get all that the stuff out of the way that you probably didn't even re- realize was there you don't realize how much you're battling yeah yourself internally mm-hmm. and it's just nice to be able to talk to our brother mm-hmm. and, and 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 them help you through it mm-hmm. and once once you get through it and get that out of the way it's amazing how much just floods into you mm-hmm and just how much more you're receptive and, and, and how much more you want to give to other people. Yeah. What would you say uh, to, I asked Miss Carolyn last week, you know, because I called her a veteran of the faith, you know, and just because she really is, you know. Is. I asked her for, you know, what kind of, I guess, advice she could give to, to somebody who's trying to start their prayer life. Uh, or, or kind of kickstart it, I guess, or let their their prayer life faith mature and all that stuff. Uh, but y'all have young kids, and you seem to manage uh, staying consistent. At least, you know, the desire to stay consistent yes. is there. You know, because life happens. You can't always one hundred percent. To the other families that are out there, that you know may not know which end is up, you know, and can't seem to even get started. How do you just get started in, in kind of, I guess, bringing your, your kids in, into line with where you're headed? The thing is, is, is they, they watch, they mm-hmm. watch you. And if you're consistently praying, if you're consistently in your Bible, they, they watch mm-hmm. even during a worship song, if you raise your hand, we got copycats. Yeah. They, 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 they want to partake and do what you do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're leading them as a good, in, in a good way, in a good example, mm-hmm. they you know, will want to follow along. And, you know, and if you're taking notes, they take notes. If you're praying, they pray. If you, they, 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 they want to follow along with you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you can try to get yourself in a routine, get yourself in a prayer routine, get yourself in a study routine, get yourself in a small group, and, and show them that consistency, I feel like they will follow along with you. Now, you're going to have your struggles. Sure. You're going to have them rebel. You're going to have them lash out. But it's the consistency that we try to maintain with them. We're not always perfect with them. We're not always mm-hmm. consistent with them. But we try. We mm-hmm. try our best to be consistent. And just watching her journal during church, we've got two kids over there doing the same thing. Watching her or me save a scripture, we've got two kids over there doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important that they see us do it so they can follow suit. Mm-hmm. As much as it is for our own development, it is our responsibility to, to model that behavior because, you know, I don't really love cliches, but I guess, can you call scripture a cliche? You know, raise a child up in the way he should go and mm-hmm. when he's older, we won't depart from it. I may have got that one right. <laughs> uh, but but that holds true, you know, because I can speak in my own life. I, I was raised in the church. You know, I was always 
at church and I've grown up and I'm still here. You know, I just shoot. I chose to work at a church. You know, that's a special kind of crazy. <laughs> but I love the the idea that you recognize that modeling for your kids is so important. You, you mentioned earlier that y'all are a mixed family, mm-hmm. and you know that that consistency that you've got a place to come back to has got to be huge. Absolutely. For the kids, I'm not a, a therapist. I'm married to one, but uh, but I, I know just having that that foundation yes. has got to be a significant source of peace. Yes. In the end, am I right? You're absolutely right about the foundation. If we can give them a strong foundation, something to build off of then they can be successful and they can have a successful prayer life and want to stay in church. And even in like the car, 95% of the time, my radio station is on a Christian station Mm -hmm. where I have my playlist playing. Mm -hmm. And that's what we listen to. Our four-year-old knows these songs these these yeah that's fantastic his his favorite is raise a hallelujah you oh that's, he can say he can sing the whole song <laughs> yeah he picked a good one that's that's one of my current favorites right now too i love the the way y'all are handling the just life in general you know at least from the outside because the any interactions i've ever had with your kids has just been delightful i love your commitment to your small groups, to your communities uh, that, that you've got built into your lives. Mm-hmm. And all of it comes back to that, that central thing is staying in connection with God. One thing about the small groups is, mm-hmm. is you have somebody holding you accountable to. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you try to miss too many days where you're going to have a brother checking on you, hey, mm-hmm. what's going on? You yeah. know, it's the people that love people. Yeah. We can bring home from the small groups and instill to our children. It's just nice because, you know, we both have had hardships and mm-hmm. struggles. And, you know, even before we got married, you know, both being divorced and it's all in God's time, you know, but mm-hmm. just keep praying and just have faith. And mm-hmm. in his time, your prayer will be answered. And mm-hmm. we've both have found that out, you know. Yeah. And it is his time because I try to rush things sometimes and it just doesn't always work out when I want them to. <laughs> but they do eventually open. The doors do open, but just mm-hmm. not when I expect them to. Because to me, you say a prayer and you expect, okay, God, where are you at? Yeah. You know, yeah. this, this, why haven't you done this yet? I just said it. But it being consistent, mm-hmm. it, it may be six months, but the door will open. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe in those times of waiting maybe God is preparing us preparing us yes, for, for something that maybe we're not quite ready for it mm-hmm. or or maybe there's an opportunity that that will come along I don't know like, we don't know we don't know but I, I think the beauty in that and the, the staying focused in in prayer is that we're still trusting it's funny you say that because he pretty much quoted that same thing this morning Mm -hmm. over something that we're you know going through and Mm -hmm. those exact words just it's just not the right time but just continue to pray and 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 the door will be open whenever god sees fit that it's time to open and and he can heal anything and he can heal 
relationships. He can change circumstances. It's just it's his timing mm-hmm. when you're ready for it. Yeah. So I, I go back to, uh, <laughs> uh, it was probably one of the first uh, TikTok videos I posted for the church, and it was Doug in his little bit about nagging God. And he's like going to God, 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 I want this. I want this. And I just have that image of Doug standing on the stage, you know, looking angry and knocking on that door and <laughs> nagging God, you know, so, <laughs> but staying consistent and uh, in, in coming back to God, just because, just because he doesn't say yes right away or he doesn't say no right away. And he says, wait, and there may be a thousand things in the background he's got to rearrange mm-hmm. for that one door to open. Yeah. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's being consistent. Mm-hmm. So you said that word a few times. I've said it a few times, consistent. And I think that may be the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that may be the, the word of the day is consistent because uh, I think in the end, if that's what we strive for, Maybe that is what it, what God is calling us to do, is just to be consistent in chasing after Him. You know, we say the 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 Lord's Prayer. You know, you know, Jesus said, "Pray like this." Mm-hmm. But I went through a couple of different versions because a lot of people seem like they struggle with the wording, mm-hmm. and this really spoke to me in a different way. And it's God, our Father, who is in heaven. You are great. We want people to praise your name. We want the day when you rule everyone to come soon. We want everyone to obey you on earth like everyone in heaven obeys you. Please give us the food that we need today. We have forgiven people who have done wrong things to us. In the same way, please forgive us for the wrong things that we have done. Mm -hmm. Easy version. And it just opened up in like a whole different view Mm -hmm. of that. it kind of put it in the modern language to where I understood mm-hmm. it. And, yeah. and, you know, it's just, please give us the food that we need today. Yeah. It's just something simple like that. It's just, it just opened it up in a whole new light. You mm-hmm. know, please, you know, just please give us what we need. Yeah. Well, and, um, and I mentioned this with Miss Carolyn, because she was talking about the tenets of prayer and, you know, that, that Lord's Prayer is such a good model for how we should order things. Yes. And it's not that we have to recite it word for word like it is in the Bible or the way we say it on the screens or in the hymnal or whatever, but it's that, that model and, you know, stepping through things in that way and, you know, recognizing who God is, thanking him for what he's done. Yes. My daily prayers is, I may not recite this particularly, but Mm -hmm. my prayer structure is basically like this, you know, giving him thanks for what he's done for me, you know, giving him thanks for the things he's going to do for me and forgive me for more I've failed. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times, or especially here lately, driving to work, I've seen where my prayers model this, but Mm -hmm. not word for word. Sure, sure. And I think that really is the heart of what Jesus was saying is, you know, model your prayers this way. Not, I, I don't need a bunch of parrots, but I need it. I, I am calling you into a pattern of, of communicating. And I think that whatever words you choose 
are going to be beautiful to God's ears. And I have wrote this down from a devotional I did the other day. Mm-hmm. It says, choose to be led by God in all seasons, in public and in private. Choose to hide his word within the walls of your heart. Choose to seek and surrender to God at every stage and at every level. I can't add anything to that. <laughs> if you can do that, I think you're in a pretty good situation there. And the uh, 714 is uh, about when I'm on the road every day now. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you doing that? Did yes, you set your alarm? set my alarm like, for 714. Uh-huh. And that's why I keep referring to when I'm driving to work because, you know, I may pray with her before I leave or pray with you know, uh, one of the kids or, or all the kids before I leave, but 714, you know, that's just an additional, mm-hmm. hey, I ha- you know, I'm driving, I get, the alarm goes off, hey, I can pray, you know, I'm, I'm doing nothing but driving. Now we were at um, our other small group um, last Wednesday and uh, going over a book that we've been reading and his alarm went off at 714. <laughs> I interrupted everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and so we all stopped and mm-hmm. prayed. So it was good. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. You know, it's just everybody was looking at me. But like at first, everybody was looking at me because my, my my phone went off. But then it was it's seven fourteen, so everybody just shut down and we all mm-hmm. prayed. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> we all have anything else? Uh, any other nuggets that you want to share? Any you know bits of your your story? I think you told pretty good things here. Well, I just want to say that you know. It's, People go through things and they're never alone. They don't have to be alone. Uh, find somebody, reach out to somebody, reach out to me or Ashley or anybody that within the church. Um, well, if you don't have a small group, find a small group. Let somebody walk with you because you can't do it alone. I've tried to do it alone for so many years and it, it, I, Jason can't do it alone by himself. And that's where, you know, things change is whenever I allowed other people in and and accepted that there is help. There is somebody that will walk through with you. There is somebody that will answer the phone call. Find somebody to start a prayer life with and 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 stick with them. But it's it's nice to have people to walk through life with. And I'm gonna guess just because the the way you've described your story and, and how you know, you, you had trust issues for a while. Oh, yes, I did. Uh, I'm going to guess that you had somebody praying for you for that. Yes. And then, and, you know, after I fought my internal battle, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to, you know, uh, focus 100% on God, and it's just, I just got attacked and attacked, attacked mm-hmm. within. And after I finally was able to defeat that and, and start to actually you know love people and let people love on me it mm-hmm. just it just changed the whole outlook of my life and and it's people praying for me and yeah. and that really was able to let me open my eyes and and, and just start absorbing things i never saw before mm-hmm. it's not surprising really because the the power of praying for somebody that, that you know is is struggling with something, it's powerful, you know, because you're now enlisting the help of God. And, you know, I've always, you know, found it easy to pray for other people. Mm-hmm. But then until just recently, I, you know, 
I never really stopped to pray for my spouse, mm-hmm. but have finally, you know, really started doing that too. And mm-hmm. so, and to have a spouse that prays for you too yeah. is, mm-hmm. you know, just amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's weird at first praying for your spouse and yeah. I, and a lot of people struggle with that and it was weird for me and probably weird for her mm-hmm. and it's just something that's just hard I don't know why it's so hard to overcome because you can pray for anybody but to pray for your spouse is the hard, a hard thing hard thing to oh, do for sure yeah and I don't know why I will say it's not natural it's not you know it, as natural as it should be if you can overcome it and actually pray for your spouse, it will change your whole relationship. Okay. I think that's your takeaway from this for, for the listeners and the viewers out there. If, uh, if you're married, if you've got kids, if you don't have kids, pray for, pray with your spouse because you can see amazing things happen in your life. Yes. Right? You can, Yes. Well, I'd want to thank y'all for taking an evening, taking time out of your evening, interrupting your dinner uh, to, to come sit with us and just share the, what's been on your heart and, and how prayer has really impacted your life. And so if you out there are still with us, uh, you know what to do. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. If you're on a podcast platform, whatever that is, give us a review because the reviews do help, especially if we get a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. They actually will share it with other people. They, They will recommend it. So uh, go ahead and do nice things for this podcast. That way we can have more of this reach more people who need to hear it. And I guess with that, I'll say thanks for listening and we'll see y'all next week.